Welcome to the Nifty Chicks. In this episode, we chat with the team behind Stoner Cats, an NFT adult animated short series, which has some star power, including Mila Kunis. We'll hear about their journeys into the NFT space, how they pioneered bringing a very Web2 TV show concept into Web3, and how they broke the internet. Let's do this. Welcome to the Nifty Chicks. We are super excited to have the Stoner Cats here. We've got Lisa Sturbikoff and Sarah Cole. Welcome to the show. We're excited to have you guys here today. Oh, thanks for having us. Good to be here. Yeah. So Stoner Cats, I remember hearing about Stoner Cats. Um, Gosh, what year was it that you guys came out? Was it 2020? 2021 or 2021. Okay. Um, but I remember hearing about Stoner Cats and, you know, of course, you know, Mila being a part of it and thinking how cool it was what you guys were doing with the, if you own the NFT, you get access to the TV show. And as far as I know, it was the first I had heard of somebody doing that with an NFT. So tell, tell us a little bit about how that all came to be. Sarah, you want to go? Sure, sure. Let's see. Uh, What's our time limit? Um, I always say this is like our origin story to see how I can condense it, but I'll try. Right. Uh, So yeah, so we actually, we've been trying to uh, make the show traditionally, myself and my two co-creators, Ash Brandon and Chris Cartagena, and we could not get it picked up anywhere. People were either afraid of the marijuana content or they had um, other talking animal properties. No one really wanted to watch a story about an aging woman and her Alzheimer's journey is they're like, that's a bummer. Um, so we ended up pitching around and we pitched to, uh, Lisa, Mila and Cammy at Orchard Farm and they just got our weird. They just, we just ended up like laughing for an hour and a half and they're like, we don't, not sure what this is, but we're into it. Let's try it. So, um, with Orchard Farm, we took it around and we had a pilot script and we had Jane Fonda attached and we still couldn't get it picked up for the same reasons. Um, so it wasn't until about April of 2021, we were having a call and uh, it was Mila's idea actually to say, what if we did this in a, as an NFT? And we're like, I don't know how that works or what that means, but yes, sure. Let's, let's try. Um, I was an early crypto adopter. Um, so I was like lightly into the scene, but f- not anywhere near how immersed we all became. So we all uh, worked nights and weekends, uh, the three of us and produced the, sh- the first episode Ash Handrew and animated it all by himself. Um, and so Chris and I were editing and managing all the other tasks. And so we did the pilot episode nights and weekends while we still had jobs. And then also we're generating the art for the NFTs. And uh, so that was over the span, I think, of three months. And then we dropped in July of uh, 2021 and proceeded to break the internet in the process. <laughs> Lisa, you wanted to talk a bit on that. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 it was a really fun sort of moment. That moment in April, we were like, maybe maybe this is how we do this. And then it was like, what does that mean? What does that look like? How is that done? Um, there wasn't like a playbook that we could go by to to follow. So it was a lot of us figuring some of that stuff out. So while Ash, Sarah, and Chris are busting their butts making episode one, also by the way, Sarah won't give herself credit. Like the the tracking of you know when you're generating art and putting all of those pieces together. Sarah's a genius at tracking that and and, and um, getting that 
it in an organizable, like, it, it, there, you know, now there's incredible tools for putting, for, for putting your art together, but there just wasn't at that point. Um, and Sarah was sort of creating those things on like, you know, Excel. Um, and then we were additionally kind of creating, we had, we were really combining a very crypto space, a very NFT space, with a very traditional um, element. So having very traditional actors, a very traditional rep representation to have, every, you know, all of it. So, so many people that we had to make sure that we were educating on what the space was because people didn't understand it at all. We, we were just still, still learning ourselves um, and putting together all of the pieces that we would need to making sure that, you know, that we were accounting properly, that we were going to put our IRS, you know, documents together properly for, um, for everything regarding the drop and who gets paid what and all of that. Um, that stuff was really challenging and we were paint we paid our actors in ETH. And I don't, I think it was probably the first time ever that, um, that actors got paid that way. So it was a lot, it was a lot to figure out. That's super interesting. And, you know, you guys are, it, it sounds super, I know you're giving us a reader's digest, but it sounds super like this all just made sense to us. A couple of things didn't click. So then we kind of reorganized and went the NFT route, but like, Every, a lot of our audience are total newbies to the NFT space and crypto space. Um, help us understand what your experience was actually just simply yourselves understanding the NFTs to then be able to articulate it to others. We, night after night, and I mean, Ashley and Chris were so incredibly patient because we, I would be like, we don't know yet. Hang on, hang on. Let's figure this out. And then we, you know, kind of come back around. But every single evening, our entire team with who had kids and then some don't put the kids to bed, get on Zooms. And we sat there on Zooms for hours at a time getting educated. I mean, hours, truly night after night and like trying to think of how could it, you know, could it be this? Could it be this? What does it look like? Do we mint cells? Do we mint PFPs? Like, all, all, and, but I didn't know what that even looked like or meant. You know, there were just there was a huge amount of education that we had to do for ourselves um, and and we did, and that and thankfully like learned a whole a whole lot that way. Um, and then it wasn't really until much later that it like clicked into place for me that an NFT is just it's just a tool, and it's just a tool to own a thing digitally, and that's all that it is. And it can be art, it can be numbers pointing to a thing, it can be lots of stuff. Um, but it is just a tool for ownership. And like when I when that clicked in my head, the the even greater possibilities opened up. It was really interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it, we talked a lot about that, that clicking moment because it clicked for me uh, thanks to uh, Minty Cell and Joel Kong, who uh, you know host the Bad Crypto podcast. As soon as they started kind of explaining it in a certain way, I was just like, bing, and like then it all made sense. But that click is so hard for newbies and it takes everyone such a different time frame depending on how you kind of absorb information. So I'd say like that's that's pretty impressive that you like kind of took ownership of your own learning in the space and research. And, you know, we talk all the time about needing to research and research and research um, and just better educate ourselves because uh, no one's going to do it for us. So. Uh, kudos to both of you for kind of diving. We were really, well, we were really lucky that Sarah had was already like in, a little bit in crypto. So that made that part like a lot easier. The bigger part, the, the really helpful part was we had Maria Bajwa on our team. And Maria is like, I mean, you know, she, she's now on the um, uh, on the Ape board, Ape Dow board. Yep. 
Um, and she's a uh, Gaia series partner with Ashton in, in Sound Ventures. So she's been a, a crypto VC for years and, and a massive early adopter of NFTs in particular. So she, um, she was the one who just like walked us, handheld us through this whole process from, from top to bottom and then brought in Big Head Club, who obviously Mac Flavel had, had been at, at Dapper for, um, for years, did Crypto Kitties. And, and so just with, with people who had been in the space for years, got to learn a lot. Right. Yeah, it's so it's interesting. And I'm not sure when Mila and Ashton got in the space, but I'm curious. So someone like Jane Fonda, who, you know, is a little bit older, you would think it would be less likely to be in the NFTs and crypto. How did she like, was, is she getting paid or was she getting paid in ETH? And how did that all kind of happen there? Jane Fonda is our one person who was like, please, please don't make me do it. And we were like, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, we, she love, was, you anyway. we love you anyway. She was on, the, she was part of the show before we decided to do it this way. We made this choice. We, there was a lot of those, those conversations and obviously for her, huge considerations regarding um, the environmental impact. So that was a lot of our, our conversations. Oh, right. And, um, but she, you know, she's a traditional kind of gal. Well, and also, so has she like, come around at all? I mean, I think she's, she's really, still... you know, talk about do your own research as well. Like she really, we, I think that's what's wonderful about the the space, the NFT and the Web3 space is it's so open. Like it seems so convoluted. And we talk about that click moment is like up until that moment, you're like, oh God, I'm overwhelmed. Um, but then when you get embraced by the community and then we surrounded ourselves with really knowledgeable people, like Lisa said with uh, Marianne and uh, Morgan Beller as well. Um, just superstars and so knowledgeable. And Jane was kind of in that way of she, she went and, and researched um, her groups to, to validate that ETH was a choice that was okay for her with the environmental impact. So she did her research and then came to that conclusion that's like, okay. But I mean, God, Jane's been on the forefront of everything <laughs> since the beginning of her career. So she, she's a groundbreaker for sure. So this is really not that different for her, I don't think. In the world of like, don't meet your heroes unless your hero is Jane Fonda, and then meet her, and then, and then just go like, oh my god, how could you yeah. be so incredible? She's incredible. Yeah, she's amazing, absolutely amazing. So you, um, you know, obviously did extremely well. You broke the internet. It's it was like a total smash. Was that in line with what you were expecting, or okay, no, <laughs> okay. So talk to us about what that moment was like. I mean. Well, for us too, coming from our perspective of our heads were down in either making the show, writing the episode, editing, animating the whole process by ourselves. And then additionally, like Lisa said, I had my beautiful mind spreadsheet and I was like doing that work with the NFTs and, and partnering with Mac to help figure that out. Um, and getting Ash to draw and Ash was like, I'm a monkey with a pencil. Like, I don't understand anything beyond the drawing. Just tell me what to draw. And I was like, okay. So we, we were just very much head down into it. And then, you know, we have so much trust in OFP and Orchard Farm. They're so, so supportive that we were just like, you guys have immersed yourselves and we trust that you guys are making the decisions because we've been so swamped that we can't even tack that on. So they were deeply entrenched in making sure all the pieces were there. The smart contract was set up and, and everything was in line to go. And um, 
we had no idea whether or not this was going to work. We just had no clue. Um, and then hindsight, everyone's like, of course it works. And we're like, well, we didn't know that we were, we were the forefront of, you know, putting, um, stone cats on the internet. So it, it was just a, a hail Mary. And then we actually had so much, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, Lisa, we had so much web traffic on our original launch date that we had to push. And that was yeah. a big deal. Well, there were a couple things on that push, and that was that was a big deal because, of course, we you know in trying to combine the the Web three side and our traditional side, we had our traditional publicists working on that project the way that you know we normally would. Uh, you know, obviously talking about education, she was just like, "Why? I don't understand. What you, what what is this? What are we doing?" Um, and you know, and so we'd had some some kind of bigger press that had come out like in really traditional spaces, which is by the way so interesting. It's such an interesting experiment because none of those pieces of of press translated to people. The things that translated to people were videos of Mila Nash and Vitalik on Twitter. That's what translated into traffic for us. Mm-hmm. All of the like, you know, Mila did, what was it? A, you know, People Magazine didn't translate at all. Any of the, like the normal sort of stuff where there's a normal, there was a normal audience. It just didn't convert to human beings joining our Twitter or joining our Discord. Um, so that was really interesting, but like, you know, so we were getting ready to launch on a Monday where Mila and I are in Canada, we're shooting a movie and um, we find some QC issues in some of the artwork. And we're a little bit like we're getting a little rushy. We're getting toward the end. And Maria was like, that's it. We're not gonna, we're not doing it. We're not launching today. Um, we have to make sure that this stuff is right. And I had a nervous fucking breakdown. Like that's just the, it, so did Sarah. We, we are from the, like the really traditional side. You don't delay when I'm launching a movie, the movie comes out when the movie, I mean, like right. that's the date. Yeah. Yeah. And all of the software side people, all of the web three side people were like, it doesn't, it's fine. It's like, let's make sure it's right. We'll launch tomorrow. It's okay. And I got it. And I was like, I'm trying to, you know, keep myself calm, make sure that everybody's cool. Mila fired me um, for the night. She's like literally stole my phone and handed me a bottle of wine and said, go away. Um, I I got the phone call of like, why am I getting phone calls saying that you haven't launched when you said you were going to launch from our traditional side people? So there was just a lot going on there, but, and, and all, all this time us all thinking this will work or it won't work. And I don't, we don't, we don't know if it's going to work or not, but that Monday, and nobody told me this until the next day, until after we had launched, but that Monday we had a lot of traffic in the, the website and nobody told us that. So we were still in that place on Tuesday when the rest of the team was like, oh, I think it's going to be okay. I think we're going to get enough. Our goal was to try to sell out within like, I think we were, I think we all was sort of like eight hours. If we can sell out in eight hours, that'll be an amazing, that'll be an amazing success. success. And if not, okay, well, and great experiment. Um, and then, you know, we sold out in 35 minutes and that was um, beyond any of our expectation. I mean, truly, like we just, we were all sitting on a Zoom together going, what's, how, who, what? We just kind of it. I love so that. Amazing. I love hearing those success stories of projects. And I don't know, your guys is, it's such a cool story and unique, you know, idea. Um, I do have to say, uh, Jenna, T and I both have, do you see my, <laughs> I ordered that, I like ordered it a while ago because I wanted to make sure I had it here for when we, recorded this because we've been chatting for what a couple couple weeks months I'm not sure uh planning you know for you guys to be on so 
Oh, well, you guys both got the ones with the um. With the, yep, yep, yep. That's uh -huh, amazing. Uh -huh. How appropriate. I literally was like, it feels so relatable. Like it's this one speaks to me so much. It's like that martini glass, the whatever word you want to insert. Uh, uh -huh. okay. Which is funny considering the shirt you have on today, Jen of T. That's right. <laughs> oh my so god, it's, right. it's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> very fitting. Very fitting. Thank you. So I I have a question um, because you guys are on Ethereum. Any concerns about the changeover and will that affect anything for you guys? <laughs> question uh, unknown. I mean, <laughs> I think we all have the same concerns that we all have, and um, and it'll be interesting to see. We're 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 here. We're here to find out too. Yeah, I, like I, I think a lot of projects are feeling that way as to what's going to happen with this. Uh, yeah. In fact, Jen FT, I was thinking it probably needs to be something that we cover in an upcoming episode. <laughs> agreed, agreed, agreed. Mm -hmm. um, It'll be interesting to see how, like, the public adopt, you know, what what will become, what what's the canon chain now? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I, we'll, we'll definitely dive in a little bit more in a, a future episode because I think there's a, a lot to unpack there on um, kind of everything, the whole current market, market conditions. So, you know, as especially our viewers and listeners, um, you know, it's hard to keep up with everything because it seems like this space, we all thought like tech was evolving so, so, so fast, like, the new iPhone had all these new features and then the new Google phone, like it just seemed like this, the tech had been evolving so fast for so long. And then you add NFTs and crypto and it's just like accelerated 10 X. Um, so it's so incredibly hard to keep up with what's going on, what's relevant in the crypto and NFT space. So my question to both of you is as like, project leaders, how are you staying up to date on what's going on in the market? And then how are you taking that information and evolving what you're doing and how you're doing it to, to stay relevant? That's a good question. Um, I think it's, it's constantly staying informed. You know, Twitter is a big source of information, but you also have to weed through all the BS as well. Um, so kind of finding, you know, reputable people within the space. And, you know, like I said, we've surre luckily surrounded ourselves with such stellar people that, you know, Maria is just on my speed dial and I'm just like, Hey, random question. And then she can basically vet that. So it's kind of looking to people who are, are really more entrenched into it um, and making sure you're on top of stuff. Um, there's also so much other garbage as well. Like yeah. no joke. I onboarded my therapist into NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> which is like my favorite thing in the world. And so most of my therapy sessions are like split between like, what do you think ETH is going to do soon? And I'm just like, listen, that gives me as much emotional turmoil as everything else in my life. Um, <laughs> so, but so like onboarding her, who's someone who's like totally a noob, but she's also, you know, using me as guidance as much as she can, but also she's telling me about all this other stuff of like these people who are gurus and experts. And if you pay this much money, I think, and that like horrifies me um, because there is such predatory behavior in this space. Mm -hmm. So it's mm -hmm. being really cautious, really patient, like not FOMOing in on anything and just 
and, and waiting to see what shakes out and vet things with other people before you make any decisions. And I think that's true as like the Ethereum merge is coming and all these other things are happening um, before you get worked up or make any decisions, vet your, yourself and vet your decisions. And I think that will carry you through. Yeah, I, how do I stay in, you know, obviously Twitter, but like, you've got to be so careful. Um, there are people who I, um, who seem to be speaking some sanity, sanity in my mind. And I like to listen to those people. I agree that there's this, this incredible new tech and the blockchain is incredible and it's, and it is a revolution. And what we've decided to do with it right now feels, and I mean, Lindsay McInerney, who we brought into our team, it was her, this was her analogy is like when we first had the app store, the only thing that we could figure out to do with, with iPhone apps was to make fart apps where they just made a fart noise. And I feel like we're in the fart noise section of the blockchain where that. <laughs> most NFTs are designed and so many of them are just designed to be speculative assets. And that's not interesting. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous for most people. And there are ways that this is how people get taken advantage of. And they see like, but a board ape is worth this many figures. Yeah, yes it is. But you didn't buy it when it was, it, it's the one guys, We're, you know, moving on. That's the one. Um, so it moves really fast. If you don't really, you know, anybody who follows whatever influencer, the influencer is using you for their exit liquidity. So don't, um, you have to buy things that you love because you love them. If it gives you access to a thing that you love, amazing. You would want, you want to think of like buying something that like, that if it, if it, if you spent $200 on it and you got the value the joy of that $200 and then now you can sell it for nothing, that it still gives you that joy. That's what really matters. I think when I, when we try to think about what our North star is, our North star is how do we take normal things that people do in their daily experience now and make it better using the blockchain not make the not use the blockchain to create a new banking system but new, use the blockchain to improve upon um gaming to improve upon um consuming of digital or it's consuming of, of scripted content or even unscripted that's not us but somebody will do that really well at some point um to create things together to to um advance community using our normal things that we do using the fact that you can actually own something digitally and make it a little bit better that's the only way we think about it. Where are we going to be in five years when a normal person feels safe to con to 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 do things on the blockchain? Right now, they don't feel safe, and there's good reason they don't feel safe. There, are, I mean, you know, more scams than not. Um, mm -hmm. So, creating a, a consumer product that people are enjoying to use, where they're safe to use it, that's where our focus is right now. And um, the tools aren't in place yet, and hopefully, they will be soon. Yeah, that's so a, many a things of what we, we talk about all the time is safety. And that's, I think, where the space is lagging the most. And it's scary. And it's scary for newbies because my experience stepping into this space, I got scammed twice within the first like week and a half of being in the space. And there was so much of, much of me that wanted to be like, I can't do this. I just don't obviously don't have the the brain capacity to do this. This isn't the space for me, which I obviously like that wasn't true. And I needed to overcome that thanks to awesome people in my community that I'm fortunate to live or live next to and ask their advice, just like Sarah and you were mentioning, like going to trusted people 
and I am so lucky to live in a great community full of those incredible people. But I, I was very close to being like, I can't do this. I'm out after like the first two scams in the first week and a half. <laughs> and it's not about brain capacity. It doesn't make any sense. The okay. things also like the things that like people decide are going to be the cool things also don't make any sense. And that's okay. You know, it doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm a 47 year old woman, but there's some stuff to me that does make sense. And nobody pays attention to those because the, the influencers aren't talking about them. Um, and, you know, everybody's got to remember that those influencers are making a living off of other people. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, there's so many things that you said there, Lisa, that I am agreeing with. Um, one of my, one of the things you mentioned was the, you know, the artwork and whether like what you're buying, I'm like, all of this stuff could be worth nothing and it's okay with me because I love it. And I bought it because I love it. There's extra bonuses that go along with some of it. Some of it, there's not, you know, there's nothing. Um, so you guys are on season four, right? Episode. Episode, yes. episode four. I'm sorry. <laughs> episode four. And, um, but we've got episode five is coming out soon. Uh, we will have more details on that once you've got a final date. So what's, what's next in the roadmap for you guys? Well, it's fun because our roadmap, we are almost done with. So what we okay, had kind so of put it. When you get to the end of the roadmap, then. This is, it's an interesting question. It's a question that I think a lot of, um, a lot of projects are dealing with right now. Um, what I tell you will, what, what will not be any a thing that we do is we will be doing no other paid drops. We will be not, um, you know, kind of everything that we do, like, you know, Stoner Cats aside, we've got a couple two other projects on, on the Orchard Farm side and they're, um, primarily to start at least free. Um, so that, that in that addition of like getting people to come in and experiment and play with us, I, I don't want to take anybody's, um, I don't want anybody to feel unsafe coming in and playing. And if they're playing for free, great. Um, so Stoner Cats won't do any pay drops um, at all. Um, we have lots of creative that we're ready to want to do. We are trying to figure what the best web two and web three combo can be to make that live on in that way. Um, so that that's that's sort of the the answer. I wish I could um, talk more. I will say that it's all of our focus all the time is um, being able to realize, like to, to take the plan that we have and realize it, to take the creative plan that we want to do and realize it um, for the whole world. I love that. Yeah, and to get a shit ton more eyeballs on Stoner Cats. Yeah. I'll just say like kudos to you to following through with your roadmap. Um, not enough projects actually get through that. So like good work. It's obviously a lot of hard work that you guys are putting into this more so than a typical PFP type of let's create some art, let's release it and let's hope to build and continue building the community. You're doing so much more. Uh, Sonar Cats is so much more than just that. So. Uh, you know, huge hats off to both of you and all that you're doing. Yeah, th this show is so good because of Ash, Sarah, and Chris. On it, uh, absolutely. And every time I see bits and pieces of episodes and I get to see them in lots of um, states, I have, like, I like to me, like, um, 
episode three tore my heart out. Um, episode five to me is the absolute funniest episode that we will probably have. It is so, so funny. My kids saw, I showed her the animatic. She was sitting next to me when I was watching it. And she was just like, like truly like guffawing out loud. It's so funny. It, it, and it's awesome. and it's because of them that we we we're just here to support them and they they've made an incredible piece. So for our listeners out there, if you want to be able to see the episodes, you can go on the secondary and pick up a stoner cat of your you know your choice. Um, here I'm gonna I'll actually do a little screen share, share open C here, so you can see all the stoner cats out there. So super easy, right? You just grab a stoner cat, connect your wallet to the website, and then you can watch the episodes and then get the the new episode that's about to drop. And I'll say I am um, in, a, in a fit of irony. I am very allergic to cats. So these oh, are my funny. favorite kind of cats because they're all hypoallergenic. <laughs> so Right. <laughs> Do you want to know my favorite thing is that um, our our uh, drop was 10,420, but at open seats, 10,419, because right after somebody got mad at us and just burned one. And it makes me so happy that that, I mean, like, I, and at the moment, like that, that sort of immediate post drop, like, you know, people are so happy and then they're so angry and they're so, you know, it's all of that. But that somebody um, burned one. I'm just like, amazing. Good for you. So oh, that's up, funny. They lit up one of their stunner cats. That is also on brands. That's fine. It's, uh-huh, it's uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's Hilarious. funny. Well, thank you, ladies, so much for being here. We, you know, appreciate everything you're doing in the space. And as always, you know, just love seeing women doing cool shit in NFTs and crypto world. There's not enough of us. <laughs> that's right. Totally agree. We got it. You know, how do you get women to, to the blockchain? You make something that they want. So, so make true. something that you want. Yeah, and absolutely. It's such yeah. a supportive space. And, and we're appreciative of you guys doing this as well, because it is a scary way to kind of get into the space and having what feels like your girlfriends just like, let's hang out, like get in loser. We're buying NFTs. Like it's, it's a nice soft experience. And, um, and then it becomes fun. And my therapist was like, this is like online shopping. And I was like, it is. Buying it really is. <laughs> Feeds so. my addiction. It's terrible. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it, it's horrible. <laughs> but fun. Horrible, but fun. Great. Well, thank you, ladies, so much. We appreciate it. We'll keep continuing to follow you. And for our audience, how can they stay in touch with you? How can they follow you? Is it Twitter? It's obviously a big place. Uh, D- Discord, which we go in and we do kind of community events in Discord. It's the Big Head Discord, and there's an exclusive Stoner Cat section. Um, obviously, you need to follow Mrs. Stoner on Twitter, who is the the best tweeter of all time, and it's at Stoner Cats TV on Twitter. Um, she's truly the best, the best follow. Um, I'm at Lisa Sturb, and Sarah, you're something <laughs> at, Sarah. at Sarah so sweetly. That's it. Yes. And we'll put links for all that in the uh, show documents on the website so everybody can can go connect. Yeah, I love it. 
thank you guys for having us. We really, this was fun. Like, I just kind of want to hang out whether the mic's on or not, you know, let's just chill. Right. (laughs) So I loved that interview with them. I've actually been going back and re-watching some of the Stoner Cats episodes, and I'm super excited about the next one coming out soon. Have you, have you been watching Gen FT? I have not. So I have been, you know, as you know, traveling the world as you are as well. And so I have now just gotten back and I can, uh, you know, hunker down and watch some episodes, but they're just two badass women. And I just like absolutely loved our conversation. They're just so cool. I know. I just, I think it's so cool how they took an idea that they had and then it transformed into this NFT project and, you know, that they were able to break the internet because not very many people can say they've, they've done that. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a, it's such an interesting thing because like TV shows we think of as very traditional, right? The whole TV show and TV space really hasn't changed that much. And so for them to take this leap into the web three space, I think it's just, awesome it's got to be scary for them but it's got to be so fun yeah it's going to be interesting to see how things evolve as you know nfts become more mainstream and i mean who knows it may be like that this becomes you know like the blockbuster or um netflix you know it, it could be the next thing that people don't necessarily watch regular tv i know you know, I haven't had cable in, uh, I don't even know when I canceled cable. It's been that long ago. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we'll see quite the evolution in the future. So they're, yeah. they're at the forefront in my mind. For sure. So speaking of the internet, I want to make sure that, you know, everybody is out there that's listening to this has subscribed and we would love, love, love if you would go leave us a review on your favorite podcast player, uh, those really help us get seen and get the podcast out there um, so that others know that it's available. So we would love, love a review. That's right. We absolutely would. And as always, thank you so much for listening to the Nifty Chicks. Always remember, invest in yourself. You are worth it. Please listen carefully to the following disclaimer. Neither the host nor the guests of the Nifty Chicks podcast are acting in the capacity of financial advisors. We wish to remain transparent and impartial to the NFT community at all times, and therefore, the content provided by the Nifty Chicks hosts and guests are intended for general information purposes only. Nothing written or discussed by the Nifty Chicks hosts and guests should be construed or relied upon as investment, financial, legal, regulatory, accounting, tax, or similar advice. Nothing should be interpreted as a solicitation to invest in any cryptocurrency or NFT, and nothing herein should be construed as a recommendation to engage in any investment strategy or transaction. Please be advised that it is in your own best interest to consult with investment, legal, tax, or similar professionals regarding any specific situation and any prospective transaction decisions. You must do your own research when considering investing in cryptocurrencies or NFTs. We are simply sharing our journey with you as we learn more about the world of NFTs. Happy minting.